0: Hey, everybody, Mark here. And thanks so much for joining us for this Menlo Midweek Podcast. It is a really fun episode with Rochelle Summers and the Reverend Dr. Scott Palmbush and the conclusion of our Christmas at the Movie series. So this is my chance to personally invite you to hang out with me this weekend. Uh, If you are wanting to join us online for Christmas services, Christmas at Menlo, we will be live streaming at 3.30 on Sunday afternoon with a live pre-show and post-show. So that's available on YouTube or menlo.online.church. And I'll be doing this from the Menlo Park campus, which of course, we also have in-person services as well for Christmas at the movies. And those are happening at the Menlo Park campus on Saturday, 2, 3.30 and 5 p.m. As well as all of our campuses on Sunday at those same times, 2, 3.30 and 5 p.m. So. We will see you there. It's a great time for you to come, bring friends and family, as this service is going to be awesome. I have a little preview of it. Um, I was able to see a little bit of what we're showing and playing in the sermon, and it is great. So we'd love to invite you to come, as well as bring some people with you. And... Uh, We will not be having services, a reminder that we won't be having in-person services the following weekend. So again, your chance to hang out with us, the online team, at 10 o'clock the following Sunday. So we won't have in-person services. That is New Year's Eve. We will be having only online services at 10 o'clock. So I'll see you in person this weekend. I'll see you online this weekend, and I will see you online next weekend. Now let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to the Menlo Midweek Podcast. My name is Mark. My name is Jessica. We have two guests with us today. We have the one and only Matt... Summers, better half, <laughs> Michelle Summers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My title g- changes every time.
0: It does. That's yeah, Mark's favorite thing to do that. It yeah. Is. Yeah. And then the Reverend Dr. Scott Palmbush. <laughs> His is always the same. Always <laughs> also the same. known as always. San Mateo <laughs> Campus Pastor yes. Interim. Yes. <laughs> That's
1: right. I have many Great. titles. Yeah. yeah ben White can... was asking, you know, your name title comes up at the bottom. Oh, right. And it says like uh, multi site pastor, pastor. And he's like, yeah. is that right? Or should I add San Mateo Interim? Is there anything else? I was like, just leave it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Yeah. We don't want to list everything. <laughs> yeah. You only need so much on the slide, so yeah. keep it simple. Nice. Yeah.
0: Well, this is the last um last one that we're doing between now and
2: Christmas time. Ooh. How
0: exciting. Which is so
2: fun. And
0: I love that you talked about your hometown a little bit. Is your hometown Cut Bank in Montana or is it's that just the Cut, school?
2: Cut Bank okay. is the town. Named by Lewis and Clark.
0: Wow. Stop it. Really? Like they the were, Lewis and Clark?
2: They uh they <laughs> mention the it ones. in their in the it's actually mentioned, yeah, in their journal, uh, no which way. which was required reading when you go to school oh, in Montana. Sure. Yeah, of course. Journals of Lewis and Clark. So. Nice. Yeah.
0: And so well. we've asked Phil and Jess this question, but what was Christmas mornings like for you? cut Montana, Long Island, New York? Is that where you grew up?
3: Yes, that is where I grew up. Okay. Thank you. Um, I answered this question a little, bit, a, a little bit, a little bit, our first week. Yes. Yep. Um, but I will extend on my answer, I Mm -hmm. guess. Uh, Long Island Christmas was um, busy, chaotic growing up. Um, Went to multiple families, houses, grandparents. One great memory I have as a child was um, my dad was a pastor so we would do Christmas Eve service Mm -hmm. and then we would drive to New Jersey to be oh. with our extended family. joy uh, yeah. You can imagine how that car ride might be after church all day, four kids in the car, and my mom who did all the presents and wrapping. Um, how long is that drive? Uh, on Christmas Eve, three to four hours. Oh, uh, So. Mm-hmm.
0: How long would it take not on Christmas Eve? Um,
3: two-ish.
0: Okay. Yeah. Ugh.
3: So, <laughs> so um, yeah, but it was great because Italian, my grandparents are Italian or on my dad's side, and they don't start Christmas Eve till like eight or nine p.m. So we got there just in time, it was no big deal, and you stay up all night, and my grandmother would do something called the Feast of Seven Fishes, and you just kind of like eat and hang out all night. Sometimes we would sleep over and have Christmas morning with my cousins, which was fun, or we would drive home, which was not fun, but at least you're home in the morning on Christmas day,
1: so yeah. Sounds incredible. Did you guys go like <laughs> into the city and see like the big Christmas tree and all that kind of stuff all the time? Uh, we would
3: occasionally, not on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, because the closer you get, the more yes. crowded it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. But fun fact about um, myself and Matt, one of our early dates, um, 20 years ago, actually, mm-hmm. to be exact, Aww. we went to the Rockefeller Christmas tree together <coughs> on December 11th. Um, 20 wow. years ago so yeah it was a really nice date and um, saw the tree together and yeah then we made it a memory for us moving forward and our kids yeah fun so fun, so. So fun. hey Matt
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice job on um, Christmas in Rockefeller nice.
0: well done I would imagine it l- probably looked and felt the exact same just, Montana. Yeah.
2: just yeah. like that big city yeah. lights yeah. yeah we always uh-huh. flew to New York City and uh, um,
0: <laughs> you drove uh, to Jersey as well <laughs> exactly <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. Uh, Well, fun fact, uh, my mom's whole side of the family is from South Jersey, um, so we would go out there, but (laughs) never at Christmas (laughs) time.
3: South Jersey? Yeah.
2: Do you know what town? Well, um, so I was born in Mount Holly, uh, which is, you know, kind of down, more closer to Philadelphia. Mm -hmm, But my sister lives in a little town called Hopewell, which is right by Princeton. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway. That's my East Coast that's it that's Very all good. I got I like that <laughs> Nailed it. I didn't uh, know it yeah my, my our, our Christmas uh, you know it's a long time ago now but um, we we would often uh, open uh, you know the one gift on Christmas Eve uh, yeah. which was usually a pair of socks or something that you would wear to the Christmas <clears throat> Eve service uh, the church service we were nice. we went to the little Presbyterian Church there at first God. Presbyterian cut bank and it was full of uh, Oilmen and cattle ranchers and uh, wonderful people. And so uh, I still remember, um, you know, we would line the, we would all sing Silent Night with the candles and and we'd stand up and line the sanctuary. Um, Which we recreated in Mountain View a few times. Yeah, I remember that. uh, Yeah, it's uh, the special memories of of singing and and the cookies and punch afterwards and then going home. But uh, Christmas Day was, you know, just it was mostly just our family. Um, we didn't have a lot of extended family that were nearby, so uh, we'd rip open the presents. And, and uh, you know, it was usually 40 below zero outside, so oh there was oh since a lot of outdoor activity. Oh. Um, the yeah, temperature lived,
1: gets that cold?
2: Yeah. I, well, <laughs> your thermometer was broken? I know, right? I only lived, uh, like, three blocks from our high school, and, you know, but... You know, I'd hop out of the shower and, and get dressed and go to school. And by the time I got to school, my hair would be frozen. Like, oh, literally. my
1: gosh. Wow. That's when I had
2: hair. You, it's, uh, it's hard to imagine. Imagine me with hair and then frozen. <laughs> but anyway, that, yeah, but, you know, they were just kind of um, sweet times. I have three younger mm-hmm. sisters. And so um, a, lot of, a lot of fun gifts. My mom was My mom loved Christmas and always would get into it. So.
0: When it's that cold, I just imagine like, oh, it's cold, so there's snow, so it's like a white Christmas, which is enjoyable, but that feels like it's not enjoyable.
2: No, when it's that cold, it's yeah. it's just awful, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I remember getting in, our, getting in the car and hitting the, the turn signal, it just snapped off in my hand. Oh, so my cold.
3: gosh. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, it's because you're so strong. This, this yeah. is yeah. why yeah. I don't live yeah. there
2: anymore. Um, anyone <laughs> watching from Montana Cut Bank, you know, uh, yeah. you're hearty people, and we appreciate you. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. So when you were like flashback to Scott in the first Presbyterian church there, was there any like thought in your mind that you would eventually be preaching for a large Presbyterian church in California?
2: (laughs) No, not really. Um, you know, we were, I mean, it wasn't, it was a small church and there was, there was a little youth group that met during the week, but it was like a young couple in the church and there was 10 of us, you know, but um, they didn't have a lot of programs, so we sat in the pew with our parents, you know, right. shushing us the whole time, you know <laughs> drawing on things yeah. and um but I remember when I, as I got older i I really enjoyed listening to the sermons and oh. trying to apply them and um I actually enjoyed singing um when I got into high school. I was in choir in high school, and i I sang in the church choir too, and you know, it was like oh, cool. it was like fifteen people, maybe, you know, sure. they were all just sweet and wonderful and so uh yeah i i I always enjoyed. Being in church, I feel like, um, you know, not everybody loves it, but to me, it felt like a safe place, a place where people cared and were interested and uh, felt like a family to me. So, yeah.
0: And now you're teaching.
2: And here I am. Yeah. You are. You did
0: it. So, we're in, we're almost concluding. This was, was this the last Mm -hmm. official message? The last Christmas at the movies. Yeah. The last one at the movies. So, you ended our series and we were, um, we were, we've ran through a lot of, time i want to say like different eras of movies mm. so we kind of jumped ahead to like which still feels wild that elf was 20 years ago yeah but that's a quick aside mm-hmm. and then you had your choice of choosing whatever original or remake for uh, a christmas carol and i'm glad that you landed on the one that you did mm-hmm. and so why don't you just run us through um your message a little bit maybe christmas carol for those that might have missed it and then we'll jump in from there Mm-hmm.
2: yeah sure uh well i mean this is the christmas carol is it it was a book obviously uh or a uh, you know a, a short story um by charles dickens so it, it has this cultural memory and mm-hmm. uh and goes out way before any of the movies or mm-hmm. adaptations i mean there's been everything you can imagine right mm-hmm. kids books um you know different uh ways they had told the story um but uh yeah, I think um, I was just reading about uh, well, we could talk more about that, but th- this story literally I'm um, kind of shaped some of the way we celebrate Christmas today uh, mm-hmm. going back to Victorian England. So, um, it has got a lot of history and uh, and it's in our culture and our psyche even if we don't remember it. I was talking to people after the services yeah, on Sunday and you know, some of the, oh, I forgot that part about the story. Like they sort of remember <laughs> it, but they right. don't really if they haven't watched or, or read the story uh, recently, they, they Forget about certain parts of it, but yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's 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 a very pointed story. Obviously, the moral is very clear. Um, the characters are very, uh, you know, told in a way that's they're not real complicated, right? They're very yeah. uh, obvious, kind of what what we're getting at. But um, it does it does beg questions of, of our heart and soul, and I think that's what that's what gives it some power. And um, you know, we're walking, uh, telling the story alongside. What we're hearing from Isaiah and and Mm -hmm. the prophet and what he's saying Mm -hmm. to Israel and how that's being heard is um, kind of trying to hold those two together and weave them together was sort of the challenge of of the message. And uh, uh, but what was really helpful is to kind of connect those with the theme of love. Um, And that was our our Advent theme for the morning and -hmm. and also really the theme that um, unites those two God's great love for us and how love can change, we believe can transform a heart, and we see that in Scrooge when he, he, he kind of moves more from the, uh, he's more of a fear-based uh, kind yeah, of thing, but, like but ultimately um, his desire to be loved and to, be, uh, and to realize what he's missing, that he's missing love, I think is what yeah. gets him there.
1: You also referenced uh, the Grinch and I don't know, maybe I'm just a dummy, but I never like put together the like plot lines of the Grinch and a Christmas Carol are very similar. I was like, yeah. how did I totally miss this? Uh, like the redemption Ms. story. Harku, how many times three times? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was just me, but
2: Yeah, that was fun. I, you know, I thought uh, you know, throw a few nuggets in there for the kids. Yeah. I actually had a reference um to uh when uh when Scrooge, you know, chooses Money over Belle, his fiancee. I, I, I had a moment in there. I was calling it his Gollum moment when he <laughs>
0: says, my precious.
2: And I had a, yes. a picture of Gollum with the ring. But I, I just thought that would be a little bit, a bit of a bridge too far. So we took that out. But I we heard left it. the We left the bridge. <laughs> well, we
1: get it here. <laughs> we get
2: it here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it's just, fun, you know, it's a fun series to try to yeah. throw those little nuggets in. And uh, yeah, there was th- that, that line just it, as I was thinking about the story, it just popped into my head. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's perfect.
0: Yeah. yeah, it fit really well. It did. It's it's funny too. Um when we were talking before you got here, we we're sharing about Christmas Carol, the different versions. I haven't seen a lot of the versions. Mm-hmm. I've oh, I've read I read it like a handful of times, not recently. Okay. But hadn't seen any of the remakes and so I just thought how funny it would be if it was just you based it off the Muppets one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the totally. best one you mean? Which is the best yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. Um and connecting it to love, you have a character that's so deeply troubled and has a lot of, I don't know ailments of their own and vices of their own and yet we, we start out and one of the first, I think the, one of the lines that pulled me in immediately was how we love today matters into eternity mm-hmm. and that's kind of the central theme of this character's development, so um, how did you land there? How does love intersect with A Christmas Carol? And I feel like that, bri- that kind of takes us to really the heart of what you're trying to communicate mm
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the you know the the idea of of all humanity—that's what we're seeking, right? We we want to be loved. We want to to um, to know love, to be loved, to experience that. And um, I think the you know the story attempts to go back and say, where did Scrooge go awry? You know, what what happened for him? Mm-hmm. And you see pretty early on that he what he experienced was not being loved. I mean, that was his father. Um, rejected him because he, he you know he blamed him for his wife's death and so Scrooge begin, doesn't feel love except from his sister ironically and uh, and from Bell he has two opportunities where he is given love in, in those stories and yet the power of that idol or the power of uh, and I think that's a cautionary tale too like there are things that drag us away from love and mm-hmm. and, and the the way the Bible I mean another way to talk about sin and another way to talk about things is that's disordered, right? And so, um, that's kind of the language I tried to use is disordered love is, is what Mm -hmm. idolatry is about. We love the wrong things. We love lesser things. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that's what Scrooge is doing. He's loving a lesser thing. He's very passionate about one thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and anger in a way is there's passionate anger. Apathy is actually a worse thing, right? So Scrooge in all his vitriol, um, is really crying out for love, uh, and, and I think the interesting thing about the story is uh, that Marley comes back and gives him a second chance, right? Like, you, part of me goes, why does Scrooge get a second chance? He is awful. He has chosen his idol, you know? Um, I don't know Marley's. We don't get Marley's backstory, mm-hmm. but he didn't get that, right? But Scrooge, for some reason, gets this, this chance at redemption as awful as he is. And that, of course, is a very gospel theme. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, lo- love is... Um, to me, the, again, the center of the gospel, the center of God's story with His people, and that's where Isaiah comes into in too, and that very tender. I mean, there are the places where God says directly to His people, "I love you," mm-hmm. you know, they're they're not everywhere in the Bible; they're implied, mm-hmm. but to say those words directly, mm-hmm. um, powerful.
3: Mm-hmm. I love that you tied in the story of Zacchaeus at the end, because there are so many times in the New Testament, or even in the Old Testament, where you know, there's this instruction to change, right, to move away from your sin, to move away from your idols and follow God and follow me, leave all your, your possessions and follow me. But it's radical hospitality and radical love that changes Zacchaeus's heart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not Jesus saying, you know, you took all these people's money around you. You really messed up with your community. It's it was just Zacchaeus being curious and Jesus noticing him that changes his heart and says, I will give back everything and double. And I just, um, I didn't, I I mean, I love A Christmas Carol and I love that story and I didn't even tie them together. So I just thought it was so beautiful that you did because yeah, love, generous love, no strings attached love is transformational. Mm -hmm. It really is. But you have to be willing to see it too. And Scrooge wasn't for so long like you said, he had these two women in his life who truly did love him and offered it to him, but he just needed a few reminders. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So good. Uh,
0: how does <clears throat> when when we're we're centering around love and disorder, uh, what how do those intersect? So uh, we can see in Scrooge's life that there is a. Um, a deep longing for purpose and for love, and because he's searching for that, he's searching in the wrong places. So today, as we're as we're listening to this, um, those themes may or may not, you know, be be true in some of our lives or the lives of those around us. How, w- in what ways can we help identify disorder in our own lives, and in what ways can we invite God and um, His love into that process? Great
2: question. Yeah. Well, I think. Um, identifying those places of disorder are it's, it's a lifetime, Mm. you know, that that's the journey of discipleship in a way, right? Is, um, you know, how am I following God more closely? How am I Mm -hmm. um, responding more to that love and out of that love and out of being loved? Um, because we do drift, you know, um, it was sort of my question at the end, like, you know, do you ever wonder if Scrooge backslid? Like, you know, I have this, you know, I, cause the story ends, you know, he's completely, he's like Santa Claus now. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. give, but you know, I mean, there's probably still a little bit of that in him that was like, well,
1: in the spirited version, the year, the one that came out like last year, mm-hmm. the year before he talks about, he only lived two more weeks and then he died. Yes. And <laughs> so he's like, so I didn't backslide. Yeah. But it's only because he lived two more yes. weeks.
2: Yeah. You we can do anything for two nice. weeks, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Try doing it for your whole life. So he's life. like,
1: am I actually, did I actually change? I don't know because I only lived two oh. more weeks. Yeah. yeah.
2: Interesting. Well, and that, and that, I think that's the, that's the question, right? Yeah. We all have experienced yeah. that where we've, we've had a habit or we've done, we felt really close to God or we've felt like we've lived in that love for a while and then we, and then we drift or, yeah. or something else comes along and, and woos us away. Or um, I think it's this journey. It's this prodigal son journey, right? Of, of we go away and we come back and we go away, and come back. Consolation, desolation is one of the ways that mm-hmm. we talk about it in spiritual formation, but it is a pattern and I think it's, it's a lifelong quest to continually reorder our loves around the greatest love that we have. Mm, um, yeah. But there's, you know, sin and, and the chaos of the world um, continually try to disorder our love. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah. it's always needing attention yeah
0: you gave kind of four things to pay attention to at the end of your message about god's love that it will transform us it will humble us it will open our eyes and it will surprise us and i think i've felt and noticed in this season an extra bit of hurriedness Mm -hmm. from those around me from our online community Mm. from people in my life myself included and so how can we help pay attention to these four things Uh, maybe in what ways maybe now between now and christmas um maybe Rochelle as, as a mom, as a, you might be feeling some of these things too, getting ready. What maybe, what practices could you see being beneficial to focus on from now until this end of the crazy busy holiday season?
3: Great question. As you were asking me that, I was actually formulating a question to ask you guys, but I will answer. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. I mean, for us, um, I think I've mentioned before, we don't all attend church as a family on a Sunday, um, just because it's the stage of life that we're in. So mm. we do like 20 minutes of church together on Saturday mornings. Mm. Um, and so with Whoa, Advent, cool. mm-hmm. I um, went to a, a website to get like a pre-made Advent you know, box for kids. Sure. And it came with a booklet with all the scriptures to read. It came with questions, it came with crafts. You don't have to think about anything. And so I just thought, this. I'm going to make this as easy as possible, but also as intentional as possible. Yeah. And sometimes, as parents, I think we overthink how much time we have to spend, like quality time mm-hmm. and spiritual mm-hmm. time, but like, I think 20 minutes is a great amount of time <laughs> <laughs> to keep everyone's attention for the stage of life that we're in. Yeah. Um, or just like, you know, smaller moments, um, slowing down, sure. um, but you have to be willing to do it too. Yeah. And sometimes life can feel so overwhelming that um, you don't even know if you have it in you to do 20 minutes or slowing down. Yeah. So yeah, just like whatever possible ways, whether it's in the car, mm-hmm. not listening to music, maybe talking with your family together, um, trying to have a meal together, small things like that. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Scott? Yeah,
2: I think those are great answers. Um, I know I think for women, they said this for women, Christmas is uh, the only thing more stressful than Christmas is death of a spouse. Um, oh my gosh. It's on the stress scale. So, wow. um, yeah, I mean, you're, so you're up against, I mean, we're up against this every day, right? But at Christmas time, it, it ramps up and all the, I think it's all the things we sh- think we should do or need to do mm-hmm. that crowd that in. And they're all good things right. for the most part. <clears throat> um so I think a lot of the discipline is just to say what I'm not going to do or, like yes. you said, turn said, mm-hmm. turn off the music or say no to a party, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I think for Rachel and I, we just said, you know, we could go to this party, but it, it feels like obligation. It mm-hmm. doesn't feel like it, we love these people, but, um, you know, for us, the better move is just to be have a quiet night at home. And yeah. uh, it's a little quiet at our house. We sure. <laughs> We have two teenage boys who, you know, <laughs> love to spend time um, with their friends, and <laughs> so uh, it's a little easier for us to find those. But I think I think the idea of noticing and just uh, noticing what's going on inside yourself, mm-hmm. um, being, then you can <laughs> be able to pay attention to what's going on around you. And yeah. um, But I think it's hard, and I don't think, I know I don't get it right very often. I f- often feel frazzled yeah. um, through Christmas, so.
3: Yeah. I'll just add one more thing if that's okay. I'd Super practical. Thank you for saying that it's very stressful for women. Um, You know, we want to cook and bake all the things, right? And there's, like, teachers to take care of and parties to be had. I have decided I only make two cookies at Christmas time, and one of them is not sugar cookies. I will not make sugar cookies with my kids. And that might sound terrible, but if you don't want to make sugar cookies with your kids, (laughs) if you don't want the sprinkles everywhere, yeah, Sprinkles. Solidarity, my friend, because <laughs> you just don't have to do it. And nobody asked for them, so now that's just fine. Yeah. <laughs> but why spend, like, an extra hour doing stuff that they don't even eat? My kids don't eat the sugar cookies. Do you guys eat sugar cookies when you get them covered in icing and sprinkles?
1: If that was the only option, that's what I would choose. But Or that's not what I would choose if there were, like, four different sure. kinds. I Same. would be like anything else. But if someone was like, I made you – just these sugar cookies, of course I would have some. Yeah. But I yes, eat all I desserts get that. that are put in front of me. Okay. So yeah. that's, that's a not a fair question. <laughs> gotcha, but gotcha. Gotcha.
2: but I, I love that it's just saying, you know, what's something I can say no to yeah. so that yeah. I can just have more, <clears throat> more, just a little more room. Yep. Yeah, And I think, you know, it could be anything, right? That you just feel like, I don't really need to do that. Yeah. Um, I think that'll help. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I pride myself on being a pretty good gift giver, but it also mm-hmm. adds a lot of stress of like how to, you know, what to get the perfect the perfect gift to get everybody and this year was started out financial reasons i just kind of pulled back a little bit but then i so i told people like you're gonna get like a new year's gift and everyone of course everyone's like you don't have to get me anything or like Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. and so it actually kind of like now thinking about it i'm like it's kind of released a lot of pressure so i've been able to relax a little bit more of like take my time thinking of what the gift is going to be and not worrying about the deadline of, you know, December 25th or whatever. Um, So that's definitely something that's been a little helpful for me this year is just to, it, which started out as just, I don't want, I can't afford all of these gifts turned into like a release of that pressure. So it's Mm. been kind of nice. Yeah.
0: And I love that the, I, the scaling back um, with an intentionality of, I want to create margin for myself. And I'm hoping that, in that margin, we can allow ourselves to really sit in how God can open our eyes and how seeing that will surprise us. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's so easy in this this type of season to just speed on by and yeah. not even be attentive to the ways in which God wants us to be used in this season. And that kind of uh, leads to a question of how, for, for my neighbors or my friends that might not necessarily be believers or experience God's love. How can we explain this concept of God's love, God being with us in this season through actions, through whatever else that might look like? Um, What ways have you seen um, it work well, Scott, or what encouragements could you give for those that might be headed to a a Christmas party at work or something like that and say, I want to be a bear for God, but I just don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. So,
2: yeah, I, I think the, the, you know, you mentioned um, kind of uh, the core of it, which is paying attention to people and mm-hmm. kind of knowing what's going on with them. I think mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. time and attention, you know, that's Dallas Willard quote, you know, the attention is the, all love starts with attention. That's and, um, you know, at this time of year, we, you know, we live in an area here where there's a lot of resource and people are able to give very nice gifts. And so all those trappings of Christmas are right. usually pretty, pretty much there. But what I mm-hmm. also know through just experience and talking with people right is christmas brings up a lot of hard things for people and a lot of people are faking it all the Mm -hmm. way through christmas trying to be happy Mm -hmm. trying to be you know where they're not and so um you know to help somebody smiling at a christmas party just go how are you really doing you know like hey i just want you to know there's something bigger here than you know whatever you're dealing with um there's hope Mm -hmm. and uh and you know I think we have that to give and and that's what ultimately, you know, Jesus being born uh in a little town in Bethlehem it's you know, how do I translate that into something that brings people hope? Well, it's the it's the answer. It's God answering his people and uh and showing them what Isaiah said that he loves them and he'll be with them, you know. And so um and I think just telling your own story, like, mm-hmm. again, that's part of it. Like if, mm-hmm. if people look at your life and you're frantic and you're not very kind, um, cause you're, you know, trampling somebody at target to get that one item <laughs> that's still, you know, then I told you that in
0: confidence. Go yeah, on. sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, you know, I mean how, how, how we res this is always true, but I think especially at Christmas, um, you know, I think that it, it just rings, uh, a little, a little heavier and a little. Mm-hmm little deeper um because people i think are struggling at christmas time you know? um,
0: yeah yeah anything else you would have liked to include if you had had more time
2: <laughs> besides <laughs> more lord of the ring references <laughs> and other little yes. <laughs> little nuggets um yeah i think I, I just i uh one thing i i thought as i was um listening <laughs> uh, uh well as you know every time you do the sermon you, th- you think different thoughts so every time you preached a little bit but Um, I, I, Mark sworn to this in Menlo park a little bit, but you know, this is really a chance to say yes to Jesus. And, um, I Mm -hmm. think, uh, if folks are listening and wondering if God hears them, uh, and God loves them. And if there's a second chance, if somebody like Scrooge gets a second chance, right. I mean, uh, God's love is available to everybody. And I think Mm -hmm. like Israel for those maybe wondering, you know, does God care anymore? Does he want to bring me home? Does he um, those words of Isaiah, I hope they ring in your heart that uh, that um, he does claim you, that you are his and that he he loves you um, and that you can say yes to that love mm-hmm. and, uh, and let him start to reorder that love in your heart in a way that uh, only he can do. So that's available to anybody. And whether you're recommitting your heart in that sense or whether it's the first time, um, I just think that would be a, a great great way to end that uh series sermon the whole thing um definitely yeah
0: yeah and if you want anyone to walk alongside you or help you process during that um during that time we'd be happy to do so you can text our team at 650-600-0402 that comes to uh, me and the team here and we'd love just to enter into that process with you chat answer questions um and really just help guide you along this process of figuring out yeah um yeah so um i've I'm excited because if you've been looking on YouTube, you've seen something on Michelle's mic. (laughs) And so I'd love to get an explanation of what this is before we go and why you brought it. Is this your gift for us,
3: Rochelle? This is my gift for the shelf. Yes. And I am very glad I remembered to bring it today while Scott was here. -hmm. Because uh, the last time we were on the podcast together, we talked about legacy, Mm -hmm. and um, I think you mentioned was it Aristotle or Socrates that kept a skull on their desk? Oh yeah. Um,
2: Well, and John Mark Comer mentions it a lot too. Oh right. Yeah, he's referencing. I think it was like, yeah, one of the great monks. I can't remember. Oh, a monk.
3: Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But to be reminded of like mortality Mm -hmm. and um, listening to the sermon and then remembering, you you actually quoted this from the book as well from A Christmas Carol. um, At the end, after seeing all the ghosts Christmas past, present, and future. And Scrooge has this transformational moment. He says, I will honor Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all the year. I will live in the past, the present, and the future. The spirits of all three shall strive within me. I will not sh- I will not shut out the lessons that they teach. And so I gift the skull <laughs> as a memory of remembering the past, present, and future. And that... Um, We are but mortals and this is our chance to live here on earth um, with love and grace and mercy as Jesus has given us and uh, to be reminded of that every day and to hopefully choose how we get to choose how we live on a daily basis, um, receiving love and grace and mercy and extending it to others. Mm. So that is my gift to the podcast. So fun. That's amazing. (laughs) Thank
0: you. (laughs) Awesome. My pleasure. Very oh. nice. So excited, uh, Jess. Yeah, Queenie details. Yeah, what do we need to tell people about Christmas Eve? Come. About our services. Be Sunday morning on yes. Christmas morning.
1: Yes, we've got uh, lots of services. Lots of opportunities to show up. Our Menlo Park campus uh, campus has a. Uh, 2, 3:30, and 5 on mm-hmm. Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sunday is actual Christmas Eve. We will have no morning services at none of the campuses. Mm-hmm. So please do not show up at 8, 10, or 11:30. Those are the wrong times: 8:30, 8:30, 11:30. Um, but all of our campuses will have services at mm-hmm. 2, 3.30, and 5. Mm-hmm. So definitely go to one of our campuses and check that out. Mark will be live streaming the 3.30 service. Yep. So get on YouTube or menlo.online.church to mm-hmm. join in there. Mm-hmm. And all of our campuses have treats and cookies and probably hot cocoa and yeah. beautiful decor and fun music and video and all the awesome things that we always get to experience on christmas
0: eve and then when we're really excited and we want to come back and invite all of our friends and family and neighbors to church the following week no no
1: well you can you can invite your friends to church online Mm yes yes in your home in in your your home home. so make it's an even easier ask yeah Yeah, have a view and ask i'm so
0: excited for that because that's like it's been a long time since we've all been online for one service yeah i'm really excited for like Our online community to welcome in everyone else that are normally in person. And it's just going to be a fun party for us together.
1: Sunday, December 31st Mm -hmm. at 10 Mm a.m. Also on YouTube or menlo.online.church. Only online. Don't go to any of our campuses. There will be a nice sign that tells you not to be there. (laughs) So don't do that. But have your friends over, have a watch party, and then invite them to church on Sunday, January 7th. We start a new series called Wired for Wonder. Ooh exciting it's a good series yeah
0: awesome thanks jess yeah cool (laughs) well thanks everybody for tuning in text us if you need anything scott thanks so much rochelle thank you jess as always thank you and have a merry christmas yes merry christmas and we'll see you saturday here or sunday at any of our campuses or online yes bye everybody bye merry christmas